Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Friday. Take you back real quick. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> the song Good Friday was actually slept on, so yeah. during that whole good music run, so we just, you know what I'm saying, trying to put the energy out there today. It's Friday, you know what I'm saying? We woke up today, you know what I'm saying? By the time y'all hear this, or by the time we put this out, you know what I'm saying? We hope you get to hear it too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, just some vibes today, man. Got like... A lot of exciting shit to share. You know what I'm saying? We uh, we building brands out here on quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We out here. This is on SoundCloud, by the way, so we shouldn't get flagged for this. Now we'll be yeah, this shit. <clears throat> yeah, this shit did something to my soul, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's your host with the most Chris. My uh, it's your host with the most Chris. Mine, you know what I'm saying? I know I fucked everything up, but fuck it, we vibing. Uh, like to welcome everybody back to the Step Brothers Podcast, episode 91. You know what I'm saying? We nine away from 100. We gave y'all 91 of these so far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it's been fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know we were gonna. This is probably the most consistent thing in my life. <laughs> you know? So shit, I'm very I'm excited for that. Um what's good, Dalton? Uh, you know, um just uh just living. Yeah. Going through this going through the motions day after day. Going through the motions. Know, um, I guess that's just the motion. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh uh but yeah, it's you know it's good Friday. It uh, it'll be Monday when you hear this, but you know it's fresh day. I, first day I've been off on Good Friday in years. I I I've never been off for this day before. Um, Do you, are you getting holiday pay? 
Yeah, of course. For, I'm salary anyway. For Good Friday, though, like not Easter. Well, I'm salary. I, don't, I just get paid uh, regardless. Uh, my brother told me they wasn't giving uh, Good Friday checks to nobody, like, uh, you know, as um holiday pay or whatever. For working today, mm-hmm. they should get like a little. See. It should be not, It should be recognized as a national thing, it, though. Yeah. It's a religious holiday. So yeah, I don't, so it it's hard sense. to classify. But either way. Um, it is Good sense. Friday. Yeah. Easter is on Sunday. It is. Um, it's been. I mean, I think the this week has been pretty normal, like neutral. Uh, be, yeah. I think the world. I mean, as far as we're we're concerned, everything's kind of. This is like the new normal now. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of that's a fact. Because like I mean, we we expect like the like we keep looking at the news and numbers and stuff increase, but we're like, well, this is just where we're at. Yeah, so we can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's kind of like just settled down. Um, so not nothing like super crazy as far as like outward of us yeah. is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing really crazy happened to me this week. Uh, just, you know. Well, you realize, you know, being in the house, not too much crazy shit can occur. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, I'm, I'm already used to that anyway. Yeah, me too, <laughs> which is – but hearing – Usually I get a wild phone call for somebody like, yo, we had this last night yeah. and this or that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, those calls have ceased. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can only get in trouble at the house. <laughs> only get in trouble at the house. That's a fact. Um, yeah, man. This shit is, yeah, like you said, it's the new normal. Um, all, I, all, I, all I really do know is, you know, uh, I hope y'all niggas is conditioned out there because we don't know how long this shit is going to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, as everybody's been saying, you know, you can still go outside, you know, get some fresh air, hit the park. I actually, we actually drove by the uh, park by my crib and I didn't realize that they took the hoops down and they got the um, little canopy thing, like cautioned off, cautioned. Yeah, I think they technically closed the parks, but you can still run in your backyard or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, figure it out. All right. Just like everybody else. As long as we're being kind to one another, you know what I'm saying? Everything should be copacetic. Oh, another heartbreaking thing did occur, though. Big news. Um, Bernie dropped out of the... uh, Oh. And so now somebody said we're literally dealing with... You can can still vote for him. Uh Uh-huh. Like, he's not taking his name with the ballot. He's just taking off... He's stopping his run, like his press run, basically. Um... Yeah, I don't really want to get into politics today. Um, it's kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah, we just had to mention it. Okay, so moving right along, um, as as I as I told you guys last night or last uh, podcast, um, we were having our first producer battle uh, Thursday, and mm-hmm. it occurred. Now, I'm not gonna lie. Like yesterday, I was cool, like pretty much all day. Until 8.30, 8.45. Then my oh. nerves started getting to me because, you know, me and my team, <laughs> we've been working very hard to make sure that people tune in to follow the page at Crown Crowds on IG. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we we just been putting overtime in. And my, my you know, my graphic designer, like, making sure, like, every all the spelling's correct. Like, we, we put a lot of work in this. And, um to see the turnout that we had last night, it, I ain't gonna say it brought a tear to my eye because I'm a real nigga, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but um, 
I was very proud of that. You know what I'm saying? And then like just just seeing like people actually being um, enthused about it, talking in the comments on the live, like all that shit, like it, it meant a lot to me. So shout out to everybody who tuned in for two, Thursday's battle. Um, we have a Friday battle and a Saturday battle and I'm going Sunday. So by the time we drop our little promotional clip that we drop on Twitter and Instagram, um, I should be gearing up to battle. Uh, and I'm not taking no prisoners. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely coming to win. Uh, so yeah, uh, that shit was dope. Um, what'd you think about the battle last night though? I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, cause I've, I've, we've been used to watching like the Big producers, I, producers I grew up watching, you know, um, and then like them bringing out like nostalgia beats and like, stuff like, oh, I know this shit. Like, yeah. It was cool to watch one where I didn't know like what I was, what I was about to hear. Right. I kind of like that more. Like I want it, like if someone big does it, I want them to just do play some the shit. Hits. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want them to just play their hits. I want them to play. Like what are you doing now? Like I got, I know what you did, but we, like, so it was cool to see that. Right version of it, especially since I, you know, I was familiar with one of them, wasn't familiar with the other one, uh-huh. so it was cool to see like the new stuff. To me, it was pretty even. Right, like uh, that's what, which is the point of like the crowd chooses. Uh, Scam likely. Ha, not today. <laughs> not today. Um, yeah, it was just cool to like. The point was like, hey, I think he won. I think he won. I, right. I kind of think it was pretty even. I did. I did too. Um, kind of like in. <laughs> And even if you win, it's not like the, 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 the regular concept of winning. Cause right. it was a, it was very cordial. Like they knew each other. So they were like kind of chopping it up while they were doing it. Right. All that beat was hard. It wasn't no like, man, that shit's trash or like no, that shit. I'm definitely talking shit. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was cool. I'm, I'm excited to see. Uh, I know the first one's always kind of awkward. Cause it's like, what do we do? Right. You don't have like a blueprint to go off of. Now they can kind of, anybody else can kind of like go off that. Yeah. You know, um, but it was cool. By the time you this episode comes out, all will be done. They'll yes. all be live. Like you could go watch them on the the page. Right. So um, you'll see what we're talking about. But <clears throat> watching it live is definitely different because yeah. you, you're you're just like oh shit, and like I'm commenting, I'm liking shit. Right. Um, people are like, oh, he up two one. Right. Yeah. So it was fun to like just watch that shit. It was definitely fun. Um, and I I gotta mention DJ Ice pulled out a blue Can- Cantrell sample. Oh yeah. I've surprisingly this song has never been sampled to my knowledge. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm like, this song has always been hard to me. Right. Cause she was spitting on that hoe. Yeah. But I, but I've never heard anybody sample that right, shit. Right. Right. Just like you have a song that you sample that. Right. I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil it, but right. you have a song that you sample that. I was like, yo, I've literally never heard someone sample this. I don't it's think interesting. Anybody has. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very it's, interesting. It's definitely like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, another thing is that I wanted to point out about it is that, um, you know, Dalton Dalton is Dalton's like he got the self conscious imprint started, and then he did Step Brothers. So when I was getting the crowd crown set up, originally I was going to partner with the Step Brothers podcast because that's the thing that's like popping at the moment mm-hmm. outside of you know. So I was like, actually, let me let me let me partner with the self conscious music side of things because it's music for one, and for two, um, you know, all these guys that you know 
we recruited for the battles. Like some of them you may know, some of them you may not know, but like they all know self-conscious and in some way, shape or form, like something either Brandon did or Chaz did or I did or Jawan, KK, like somehow like our family tree, they, they, they have picked fruit off of our family tree. Like everybody's got a little taste or inspired by us. No, 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 like braggadocious shit. It's just we've mm. been doing this since like oh eight, oh nine. So, you know, and we're only thirty years old. I mean, to some people, that's like you're old. I did just find two gray hairs in the fro. Um, <laughs> disappointed <laughs> a little bit, but um, but no. Nah, all jokes aside, like yeah, I I I think partnering with self conscious music to let everybody know that you know we changed with the times and that we evolved and we're still putting out dope music. Brandon's been doing like, um, like his, uh, uh Instagram post and Chaz just dropped mm-hmm. a song, mm-hmm. uh, last night. Um, who else was doing? Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So Brandon Chaz been putting out music or Chaz just put out his new single. Brandon's dropping shit left and right. So, yeah, we just really trying to like build all brands because you know uh, all tides rise ships. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we out here. You know what I'm saying? I had to throw that in there. I heard that in one of them black exploitation films or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> all tides rise rise ships. It's you definitely a preacher right now. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's been a it's been a weird journey for that. Yeah. Uh, I started it right out of high school. Yeah. Um, it's. <clears throat> it was just you know an idea and then. Uh, it just, you know, people came and then it came like, it became like a, a bond thing. Like, even if they've moved on, like Chaz sign, like we know where it, we kind of oh Miles. Came. Yeah. We know it, like what collective it started with. Like yeah. we know where, um, what environment fostered it mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, just all the creatives in one room, basically, mm-hmm. um, kind of like spread that spread it out because like um <clears throat> like for brandon for instance his growth has been ast- astronomical yeah like like night and day like yeah. like he is like literally became into his own which is great which is what you want to see um and i and i have to say part of that was probably just because like he even sa- said it like him going to school with you and Chaz kind of like brought it up and then he would hang out with us and yeah. he'd be like oh shit like like he didn't even think about the creative stuff like that. Then he became one, and then yeah. he, he kind of like had like a leg up because he kind of had something to fall back on. He always had a leg up though because he jerked. He was a jerker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he always had a leg up. Uh, you always Pause. have to throw a jerk. Uh, a jerk, a jerk, a jerk <laughs> I just jerk. listened to your jerk the other night. Yeah. <laughs> all I thought Does about hold was up? all I thought about was some <laughs> niggas in Target. Uh, that was a video. Though. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, jerking and shit. Still. We'll never let him forget it, but no, ever. I mean, ever. but he just like, but all that, you know, he, he like so absorbed all that and mm-hmm. then used it and then kind of found his own lane. Cause no, no, like, I still don't know anybody that sounds like Brandon, like, no. Nope. And I like how he thinks about stuff is way different than how we think about mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so it's cool to just see that, um, always. And we're like going from teenagers to men adults yeah, <laughs> so, or, yeah adults yeah, yeah work men, with all the people we work with like and then meeting all the local people and some further than that <clears throat> yeah it's, it's it's definitely interesting uh seeing all these niggas out here to be honest <laughs> yeah 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 for um, real i'm proud man 
uh, I feel like I got a second win in me right now, so I'm definitely trying to capitalize off of it and not fumble the bag. So that's what the fuck we out here doing. But enough about us. T-Pain and Lil Jon had a, not a beat battle, they had a catalog battle. Yeah. Um, Man, that was a He watched one. it, I did not. But I heard it was, uh, you know, like, very cordial. They were just like chopping it up with each respect. other. Respect, yeah, like, it like, was respect. Yeah, all damn, it's your hard brother. T Pain like, definitely yeah. was like, "Yo, you're the reason why I, I, I mm-hmm. like." You know what I'm saying? T Pain so, is young. Yeah. Don't forget this. He's, he's younger than J Cole. Yeah, people tend to forget that he's definitely young, and <laughs> it shows though his personality. Like he, he's I mean, always he's always been a very vibrant person. Yeah, like, colorful person. Yeah. Like this motherfucker showed up on an elephant, bro. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at the beginning of the battle, you know that chain, he, that big-ass chain that he has yeah. that says big-ass big chain? chain. Uh, he wore it, and he took it. I was like, man, this shit heavy than a motherfucker. <laughs> I bet it um, is. That motherfucker big. Nah, but this shit slipped under the radar for uh-huh. me. and Because yeah. Lil John's always been, like, funny to me. Yes, um, very much so. He said uh, Lori Harvey had joined the live. At this Ooh. point, they had beat. that. Tory Lanez had, like, the... Tory Lanez and Drake had the most, like, lot of... Viewers on live. Yeah, they broke the record. Yeah, yeah. And then T Pain and Lil John broke it. After oh, them. really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Oh, cool. So Lori Harvey jo- joined their live, mm-hmm. and um, Lil John was like, "Oh, Lori Harvey in here. What's up, Lori?" She's like, "Hey, tell your daddy that I pay him a thousand dollars to shave his mustache." <laughs> but nobody thought about. I was like, "Yo, this nigga is nuts." Bro. No one responded to that. On the web. Oh, hey Issa, relax. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that shit was funny, bro. Like that shit slipped, and I felt like that was like a golden moment. But like you said, you threw your comment in there last night. It kind of gets overlooked when you got like a bunch of comments, yeah, coming in or whatnot. And it's kind of hard to like scroll up. Yeah, and they they were busy. You know, they were trying to on their computer. They're looking at my comments, but but um, (sighs) yeah. Anyway, so uh, T Pain, you know, has a song with Robert Kelly. Uh, <laughs> Robert Kelly, <laughs> Robert, and um, he played it during the the, the battle, and I thought it was kind of eh, not because I don't like the song, like I don't care to listen to it myself. But right. you have so many people that are, you know, no R. Kelly, no R. Kelly, no. He was R. more Kelly. so talking about his part, right? Yeah, his yeah. verse. He only played his verse, which he did smoke. On I'm a flirt remix. Right, right, he right. smoked that. Yep. Um, he didn't play out of my system though. Like he could have. <laughs> um, he started off with good life. Another thing that I noticed about T, well, not noticed because like it was there to notice. He played the live version of a lot of those songs, mm. and they were fucking phenomenal. Like when he did uh, Good Life, it was a live version. Mm. It had extra, you know, theatrics and little John was like, yeah. Little John was like, okay, that was a good start. He was like, that's a good start. That's a good start. And he did the, um, of course. I'm sprung. I'm in love with a stripper. Right. The, the staples. Yeah. Yeah. Buy you a drink. Um, Lil John. <laughs> Lil John played. He played uh, Blow the Bro. Play Blow the Whistle? Bro. Oh my yes. God. Blow the Whistle. The, uh, the uh, Tell Me When to Go. You know, the B.I.B.I., the No Problems. Like, it was very entertaining. It was two entertaining people. Did he play that shit with Mystical on it? Uh, what the fuck? I always forget the name of that song. Was it Repius? I don't know. Let me see. I always forget the name of that song. It has Mystical on it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I want to say he did. Do, 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 do. Okay. He definitely yeah. played Lovers and Friends. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And um, he played, yeah. But Lovers and Friends, like, he played, he just played like Usher, a little bit of Ludacris, and he turned it off. And T Pain was like, nah, bro, you got to play your verse. He played his verse. Everybody in the comments was going crazy, yeah, yeah. dog. Everybody because that, that was like one of the few times he actually like did yeah, a verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shawty. he had to, and that shit went number one with no video. Yeah, fucking phenomenal. Then he he like they preview new songs at the end. Mm, he okay. got another song with Ludacris and Usher, bro. He does. JD wrote it. Okay, Lil John on it. Lil Chris. That does it sound nice? It sounds. What fine. is it called? I, that I don't know. He didn't say okay, but the beat don't even sound like something Lil John would would do. And I was like, "Yo, this nigga, it sounds yo, that's crazy." And then they did, they both did the transition thing, like they played, uh, like John played, uh, "That's My Type," and he went into uh, Freak Elite, mm. and uh, you know, Tori has sampled T Pain, "I'm Sprung," and T Pain went from that to "I'm Sprung." So it was a very entertaining battle. That's definitely, um, and no, by the way, I definitely got the idea to do these battles off of what Swiss and Timberland started their versus yeah, yeah. series. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that out there because I definitely did. The only difference is, you know, we're considered underground, and um, mm-hmm. I feel like these niggas, these these niggas out here, especially in Texas, I feel like we have some of the best producers in the world, like in in my mind. So. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, think the, like our guys could give like the top dogs like uh, like they'll have a long day. I was just saying like um, like it the the reason those battles are so effective is because they're playing their hits like right. it, like it has nostalgia like oh what song what he's gonna play next like because right. you know the catalog right. But I want to I want to I like I was like, it was cool to hear like a battle with no pretense like I, what is what is he about to play like right. I, like I want to hear like shit you just made like. Even even if they have the time to like make a beat from scratch, because that's how r- real beat battles are. They make a beat like on the stage right. while you're in there, like then you play it. Like um, that's the type of shit I want to see. Um, but yeah, it's not like the, these people aren't untouchable. Like you have the same techniques they do. Right. You you know how to program just like they do. It's just um, you you can give both of y'all the same loop packs, but y'all will make something completely different because right. y'all both have different minds. Right. Which is why production is dope because mm-hmm. um, everybody has a different idea like, okay, I don't really like that bass drum. You might love that mm-hmm. 808, but I, I don't like that shit. Right. Let me get something else. Uh, so, uh, that's just cool. But yeah, I mean, I think for sure, if, you know, you just get up straight up like, let's just play beats that mm-hmm. we just made. Like, mm-hmm. no one has heard these. Let's see what happens. Will the star power be like, oh, that's just fire just because he's a star? Or is it like, nah, Chris Miner made a better beat. Like, right. He made a better beat than you, bro. Yeah. Like, that I feel like that was um, Hit Boy's downfall, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Boy Wonder did every single of his, rec- like, his records are with Drake. Yeah, you surprised me when you told me about that one. Yeah, I, I but see, I didn't, Hit Boy didn't dig into his... Like, he could have went a lot of He was places trying to play more of the, current, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he played he played the essentials somewhere in America, niggas in Paris. Like I said, he started niggas in Paris over like three or four times. Like you're supposed to. Yeah, that's the point. But um, nah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, Lil John and T Pain was fire. Uh, 
We're finna get Premiere and RZA though Saturday. Yep. Um, me and Dalton talked about that yesterday. I personally feel like, mm-hmm. uh, like Dalton. Dalton said, you know, we'll tell him what you said, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I look. I and again, I'm a I'm a hip hop historian. I love both these guys. Trust me. I I listen to both of them. I'm just saying, um, if they dig into like if they do the catalog battle. Mm-hmm. Primo has a more varied amount of things he can do than RZA can. Yeah. Because if RZA goes back to his, like, heyday, it's going to be mostly Wu-Tang stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is in the same realm. Right. You could put it in the same sphere. Primo got all over the place. And Primo can scratch, too. So if Primo starts scratching on his own beats, yeah, it's going to be fucking bananas. Yeah. Because Primo is from Texas. Let's yeah. not forget. And he does, he went to New York to work with Guru. Right. And he worked with all these people up north. And then, he, but he still has some of that South bounce too if you let him do it. Mm-hmm. He can do that for you. Um, now, if RZA starts playing more of the stuff that he did with Kanye, things like that, it could get interesting. But if they're doing how many songs? 20? 20. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, at some point, he's going to have to dig into the Wu-Tang back. Now, there's some Wu-Tang songs that are crazy. Right. But you, you can't do like five of them because you're going to be like, okay, well, that kind of sounds the same so i was just saying primo can if primo does the stuff he, and he scratches on it like live like on the that's just gonna get pretty nuts yes it will um man hold on i love see. i love both of them but i'm just saying i'm 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 saying primo for right now okay i also picked scott storch when me and chris talked about it he picked benny fresh which was a mistake <laughs> Because uh, I'm just going, I, I just, it's all, it also is about sequencing too. But he, but DJ Premier is a DJ, so sequencing is his job. <laughs> so, but we thought Manny Fresh was the same way, but didn't work out <laughs> that well. Yo, I don't know, Pam. <laughs> what, you reading uh, Riz's uh, like pr- production credits? Yeah. Um, Give me five, real, just non Wu Tang songs, real quick. <clears throat> okay. Dark fantasy, right? But does it okay? Does it count if it's a member in Wu Tang, but it's not Wu Tang? Yeah. Okay, he did a record for Method Man, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghostface and all them. Okay, you know who? Um, I'm trying to go. I'm surprised uh, you're not, Dark fantasy. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm starting from the top. Oh, okay. I'm just saying because I'm just on, saying Dark Fantasy is automatic. Ninety seven. He I'm, has to play that song. I'm only on year ninety seven though. He's been out forever. Him and Premier have been out for a long time. What? Oh, uh, he got a nothing. This is uh, okay. Ninety nine. I'm trying. Okay, Charlie Baltimore, ODB again, Sway mm-hmm. and King Tech. Yep. You got. Um, so I actually rapped back in the day or I didn't know he rapped if he did that's uh, <laughs> interesting Um, okay again like he said we got a lot of Wu-Tang <laughs> going on oh, duh he was focused on his group <laughs> uh, still a lot of Wu-Tang <laughs> uh, I told, I'm, I'm a historian I know this shit Hold on, man, because I'm sure we're going to get into something. You're going to get to. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, His catalog mostly consists of that. And most of these people, like, they're not, like, 
people that we would like and I, know. But I love Wu Tang. Don't yeah, don't get that, me wrong. I'd like I'm <clears throat> like I would love if he but Afro Samurai. He did all those beats. Yeah, he did the soundtrack for it. Uh, sixty second. Okay, he did um, Dark Fantasy. Yes, <laughs> awesome, awesome uh, song. He did some shit for Travis Barker, The Game, New Day. Uh, he did New Day. Um, Kanye and Jay-Z. Yep. Watch the Throne. Uh, white Dress, like I said. Just born. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Earl Sweatshirt, Shirt Doris. He did Molasses. Yep. Killer Priest. Um, Talib, Kwali. Yeah, I don't know. He might look this. <laughs> See? <laughs> hey. Hey. This this hey, Dalton knows what's up. With he did a record for uh, ASAP Mob. What happens is okay. the name of the song. Okay. Uh, that was 2017 and 29. Nas he did some shit on Lost Tapes. Yep, and he did a song for Molly Cyrus. No one cares. She's coming. Okay, hold on. Let me look up Premier. D- okay, you go do it to yourself then. <sighs> yeah, DJ Premier might smoke this dog. But he'll smoke him with like shit that people are more familiar with. Not necessarily saying that the beats are battle. Look, better. I, it's all about sequencing. I, I, no one's saying who's better than who. Um, look, he if he pulls out of his from the two prime albums, bro, just that alone is crazy. Jesus Christ, this nigga been going since '89. Yes, man. Gangstar. Okay. He can pull out some Gangstar beats if he wants to. Laura Finesse, DJ Mike. So I'm only like gonna mention the people that I'm sure our listeners know. You think they know they know Laura Finesse? Not our li- well, some, but not. I'm about to say because if they do, props to y'all because uh, that's like real deal. Okay, so so you know, starting off, we got a lot of uh uh. Gangstar. Uh Ice he produced for Ice T as well. Yep. Wendy and Lisa. Mm-hmm. Gangstar. 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 Uh, yeah, he was in a group, so it's gonna be a lot of Soul to Soul. Yep. Uh which they did back to life, but he didn't do that one. No. Uh Too Short. Mm-hmm. Compton's most wanted. Heavy D and the Boys. Blue Funk. Here comes the Yeah, Heavy D. R.I.P. Um, man. R.I.P. Mob Deep. Yep. Uh KRS One. Mm-hmm. Nas, obviously, Illmatic, New York State of Mind. You know what it is. Duh, he got to play that, bro. Yeah, he going to play New York State of Mind. Has to. Gangstar again. Gangstar, MOP. Uh, ja Rule, the damager. I don't know if they, you know, but yeah. That's when Ja Rule is Ja Rule. Nah, this Ja, <laughs> Jeru, Jeru, the damager. Oh, they said Ja Rule. Yeah, I, I said Ja Rule, the damager, because that's how... Uh, Gucci man said it on the uh, okay. like Tommy Lee and Pamela are fucking on the camera most stamina the animal yeah okay got you um notorious oh Big Daddy Kane yep B I G yeah he got some shit he could pull out bro I ain't gonna hold you what yo oh he did a remix he did a remix the first of the month. Yeah, I thought he produced that shit. I was finna lose my shit. Yeah, I think he re- he scratched it. Uh, KRS, Fat Joe, Group Home, <sighs> Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt. He did the Evils, Friend of Foe, Bring It On. Uh, Nas, it was written. He did Lady. <sighs> <laughs> 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 
Yo. <laughs> Me and those dreaming eyes of mine. You think I was playing? I'm telling you. Yo, he did Lady. Clean street version featuring AZ. So it might have a little different bob to it. Uh, MOP, again. Um, yeah, he he, met, he started, he was doing mostly New York. But yeah. then he started branching out. Mm-hmm. Uh, kick in the door, life after death, lady of rage. He did the intro to In My Lifetime, Jay-Z, Rakim, Janet Jackson together again. I didn't know he had a Janet Jackson record. Uh, oh, he did devil. Oh, he did do Devil's Pie on uh, D'Angelo. Yep. Jesus Christ. He did some shit on the Blaze soundtrack. Uh, yeah, bro. He gonna, yeah. So we a long day. Long and now I'm saying, day. if he pulls out them shits while scratching on it, fam. I'm, I'm, and I'm only in 90. <laughs> yeah, you haven't even reached the 2000s yet. Yeah, I'm in 98. What year did graduation drop? Uh, 07. 07, yes. Yeah, everything I am, he scratched on that. Yep. Um, Kanye West, Nas Karras, one better than I ever been. Classic remix. Yeah, it's. Yep, it's up for that boy. <laughs> it's up for that man. Hey man. But my time. favorite premiere beat. You already know what my shit is. Um. You already know what my shit is. You gonna play it? Yeah. You okay. Know what I'm saying. Uh, I th- I think I'm gonna play it. <laughs> Can't find it. No, nah, I got it. Boom. It's my shit. I'm actually surprised that uh, 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 Boy Wonder didn't play this. Yeah. Because that would have... Cause okay, so you know, a thing that Premier likes to do is he likes to play the song he sampled uh-huh. and scratch it into the real one. Right. So if he does that, that's crazy. But what if he flips it and does that? Yeah. Nasty. Nasty. Cause this was my favorite song off Crash Talk. That and uh. Um, that's everybody loves the song. And so I crash. Uh. That and um. Hold on. I- I'm gonna let y'all know a little secret. This. I started Whiskey Wells the way that I did because of this song. Two door coupe, hopping out like Jack in the my box, God. nigga. I'm yeah. gonna shoot if the sturdy's all that I got, nigga. Time's up, got my coins up, my balls up. So we find them. We gonna- I listened to that song probably like 50,000 times before I made Miss Whiskey Wells, like trying to get that energy. Yeah. Schoolboy Q underrated, bro. But, anyways, yeah, Premier, Premier go, yeah, shit. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. Only hip-hop heads are going to tune into their battle. Their battle's not probably going to see, like, 300,000. I'm just keeping it a buck. No, I won't. So, in my mind, then it goes, who whose catalog is more pristine? That's why I would give it to RZA, because of all the Wu-Tang shit he did. Because all the hip-hop heads, for some reason, are from New York. You know what I'm saying? So That's the Mecca, bro. It's the Mecca. So, I I don't know. But as far as, like, the quality of beats, I feel like Premier got RZA. Because RZA shit 
Riz's and shit might not cut through how it's supposed to. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, I just so. need someone. I just want someone to try Mad Lib, please. Can someone please try Mad Lib? No, nah, we don't want that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, we want it, but nobody wants that. God, I fucking love Mad Lib, bro. Or Alchemist, too. Could throw an Alchemist in there as well. I mean, this nigga play cream. It's a yeah. rap. Word up. Look out for the cops. I grew up on the cops. Oh, shit, <laughs> oh, yeah, I did flip this for Brandon. Yeah, you did. I forgot. People love that song, too. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Word up. Get the money. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, Wu Tang, man. Man, RIP to ODB, man. Yeah. That was my that's my nigga, man. The, I feel like he's a part of me. He, I mean, he was like, um, he brought that energy. You know what I didn't know? <clears throat> what? Him and Buster Rhymes had that song together. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah. uh, what's her name? Ari Lennox sample. I didn't know that's where she got it from. I didn't know. I, I know I've heard that song before. Mm-hmm. But um, it didn't strike me that she sampled that song until, you know, I went back. I was, like, doing this ODB deep dive one night. And, um, Bro, he was, he was so cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was. I, I don't um, think he gets talked about enough. He don't, man. He was super important to the culture. His energy brought something new to the culture, especially the time period. He brought something new. Like, you didn't – he honestly – if you want to think about it this way, he on, you remember when Tyler, the creator, came out for us? Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? This motherfucker ate a roach. ODB had the same energy, but back in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker did a song with Brad Carey, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Buster Rhymes don't get talked about enough either. No, not his. Yeah, nah. Buster had a hell of a run. He was like. Bro, his videos are insane. Yeah. Yeah, and um, all the way up to the Big Bang, like that Big Bang album was. But th- that rollout was insane. Yeah, bro. he the, cut the dreads. The, the Touch It remix had like nine versions, but yeah. ev- you wanted to hear all of them. Yeah. But after after that, it was kind of just like, where did he go? But that whole thing was that motherfucker had a song with Stevie Wonder, bro. Well, In I the am. game. No, yeah. that was uh, oh, uh, Slick uh, Rick. Uh, Rick, uh, Rick James. James. Yeah. yeah. In the game, for the young yeah. Living in the game. Legend, bro. <laughs> yeah, Come on, man. That's a fact. Um, and his flow was crazy, too, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got played out, though. I think that's all it is. He just got played out, and he got older. And but he had, he had a long run. Very long run. And it, I, mean, any, I mean, you can't deny what he did. He had hits. Hits. He was rapping his ass off. He, his videos were nuts. The, bro, you know what song is slept on by Buster Rhymes, bro? What? Please don't say give me some more. That song is not slept on. No, 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 no. Is it not one of the singles? It's a single. What? Um, hold on. Break your neck? What? Nah. It's not even in his like top. So it's not passive Cavassier then. Uh uh. I fucking love that beat though. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Jenny Jackson was looking yeah. edible, baby. Drop an air horn for Jenny! <laughs> 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 
Peak Janet right here, eh? Peak Janet, boy. One time. Baby, just tell me just how you feel. Yeah. Bro, see how you float on this Yeah, baby, just tell me how you in. Yeah. Yeah, that shit crazy, dog. That song is... I've thought about flipping that so many times, I just don't even know how I would approach it. But, man, that shit's phenomenal. Um... So last year, Dave Chappelle had got um, the Mark Twain Award for a comedy or whatever. Yep. So they, they, you know, they had a thing. They shot another live, basically. Um, and they put it on Netflix the other night, but it's not on, like, the Discover page or anything. Like You said to search it? I, I ran across it one, uh, the mm-hmm. other night just, like, what the fuck? I watched all, what, one hour? It was like an hour, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Bro, that is some of the most, like, heartfelt, funny. It's, like, it's funny and it's heartfelt. Like, I, I was like, I was... It was one of those things like I, I was supposed to be watching this right now. Like yeah, not, not doing something. Nobody from, does heartfelt comedy like uh Dave Chappelle though. He um Bradley Cooper has some beautiful words about Dave Chappelle. Um <laughs> Yeah, because you know, in some reason Bradley Cooper was there. Yeah, he was like <laughs> Bradley Cooper was like, Motherfucker, I came with you. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um uh, uh obviously Neil Brennan, they he talked about like them writing um half baked. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. the Chappelle show and uh, Q-Tip was there. Q-Tip was like the music director, creator, dude. Uh, Common performed uh, The Light, fucking fire. Erica Badu performed. John Legend performed. Like, who gives a fuck? And, um, <laughs> Don't do John like that. Bro, on, I man. do not like John Legend. Don't. Stop. It's all about him and Alicia Keys. Or I was just like, enough. All right, enough. <laughs> enough. I had enough. Dog, Get Lifted is fen- phenomenal. Oh, I love the albums. Yeah. Him as a person, though. Enough. He bothers you as a person? Bro, nobody's... Bro. Wait, no, you, yeah, the, no one is that nice? Is that what you're Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Jonah Hill, yeah. no one's that nice? And then yeah. I, went to, I went to Leonardo DiCaprio's Instagram page. Uh-huh. I love Leo. Yeah. I love him. You know what I'm saying? Phenomenal actor. Like, top three to me. Yeah. Nobody's that good, man. All this humanitarian work, saving the planet and doing all this shit. What did you do, Leo? What did you do? He did something. He did something. Wow, people just can't want to get back sometimes, man. Man, not not a come on, man. Come on, man. I know you've seen the, the meme that's running around where he's pointing at the screen. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. that is exactly what yeah. I didn't see the movie, but I'm sure he did that in the movie, right? Yeah, he was um watching his own movie. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. Okay, like, oh, there I am finally. Mm-hmm. T- yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh I, I still yeah, I need to I need to check that movie out. Um <clears throat> But um damn, that would have been a question to ask Willow because uh he's a Tarantino fan. I was wondering if he saw that movie. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about it. Yeah, yeah. we didn't. We we didn't really dig into his film history, but we're definitely gonna do a part two. He's a cool guy. Um but yeah Dave Chappelle the shit um Sarah Silverman uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. but then like they went from the the um the Kennedy Center, which is where they held the thing at, to like this uh little improv in DC, little small room. Uh-huh. Chris Tucker performed. Um, you only see bits, like little bits, like you don't see like the whole thing. But um, uh, Chris Tucker, a couple local dudes that Dave like ran runs with, um, Darnell Rawlings, um. Uh, Trying to think if you always have trouble saying his name. Did I say it wrong? Darnell. 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 I say Darnell. Is it Darnell? Darnell. Darnell. Yeah. Darnell. <laughs> Ashley Larry, man. I know what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. Um, but yeah, man, they should I love that, bro. I love that shit. I recommend it 10 out of 10. You're gonna enjoy how they how they put that together. Dave got up there, started talking shit to the mayor. 
Like, cause I don't know if you knew about this. I actually just heard it up like maybe a week ago, which brought it back to my memory. The new mayor of DC was at the uh, comedy club. And Dave was like, yo, what you did for the school that I went to, raising 125 million for the um for the people, look for the kids and everything, like my hat goes off to you. You you can do whatever you want. You can smoke crack and you'll get my vote. <laughs> but the thing is, there was a DC like governor or mayor back in the day who got caught smoking crack with a prostitute and got reelected in DC. Oh, okay. Because he at the, while he was running, he had like it was it was all smooth selling. Like he like everybody loved him. He did for the city, blah blah blah. But he got he like his one fault his was one vice was crack. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying and prostitutes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he got reelected because he did so good in office. And um, so Dave Chappelle like brought that back around. Like you can smoke crack. You got enough wiggle room with me or whatever. I thought that was funny, but um. Yeah, man, and then just hearing how much people, like, admire this man, it's crazy. Um, what's the dude who did The Daily Show? Uh, John Stewart? Yeah, John Stewart was there. They was talking about, you know what I'm saying? That, I'm, it's phenomenal. I definitely recommend y'all watching it. It's on Netflix. Um, y'all check that out. Y'all ain't got nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> trying to think. Uh, oh, conclusion, because this is one of those things that's been, like, rampant. They opened the case back up for that Carol Baskin, Baskin. case. <laughs> now she killed her husband, bro. You believe that? Yes, wholeheartedly. Uh huh. Tell me why. I want to know because I, I got. Tell me why. Sure. Okay. Um, not just because the documentary was just like the guy saying "fuck her" the whole time, right? Like the circumstances behind it are very fucking odd, right? Um. And then she has the perfect way to get rid of a body. Yeah. She has fucking animals that can clean you out. Yeah. Like, and then you would never be found again. Yeah. Their body, like they said, the stomach acid could dissolve you in no time at all. Right. And the blood is easy to cover up. Right. So I don't think she, she I don't, I don't even think she did the meat grinder thing. I think she just fed fucking fed, fed that motherfucker out. Uh, and then, there's no reason to hide a body in a septic tank because the body gone. Yeah. It's eight. It's gone. So um, the reason I say I can tell from her energy there's something wrong with her in general. Something wrong with all those motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> but she has a very sinister feel to her. The way this is her, that was her. This is her third marriage. She's on right. The right. first one. The first one she left because abuse. Uh, yeah. Um, the the second one way older than her. Yeah. Super rich, yeah. Randomly just disappears. Right. His family that he left his family for her, so they hate her. Right. And then hearing them be like, even though the the mother of her his children hates her, so I'm terrified of her. Right. She can. She literally is a. She's a finesse god. She finessed a way where she controlled all their assets. Right. Opened up her own shit with it. Yep. With a new husband. Yep. Doesn't pay anybody to work on there. All volunteer work. She does the same shit the other motherfuckers did. Yeah. Just with a pretty bow on top saying it's a rescue center. Right. But then they, she still has bad conditions. for. They're still in cages. Right. And her, uh, her, her current husband 
is like the husband. Like I know you seen the little Halloween picture where she had him in on a leash. leash and all yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, there's something wrong with that. You and know. she just has like. And then there was a part in the documentary where she's like, they think I fed my husband to the tigers. It's just it's, silly. And she yeah. just did a look like, okay. <laughs> like, so I'm like, yo, there's something definitely wrong with it. And then Shelby picked up on it too. You know, women's intuition. She was right. like, she was like, she killed her husband, bro. Like she was like, she was like, I, the moment they started talking about it, she's like, I, I completely understand. I, I mean, I personally feel like she did it. Um, cause the story him going to sell cars wherever the fuck he like, and then just never come back. Yeah, yeah, that shit don't make sense. Why would you leave your money? Why would you you know do all that shit? Like mm-hmm. no, um, he's probably going to go to do that. Yeah, but that's why the alibi. Yeah, perfect time to strike. Yeah, she. Um, but I don't see enough people talking about the other tiger guy with the hair and the little, the you know the, which one. Long ponytail. All his wives lives on the land with him. Oh, the cult, the cult guy. We need a documentary well, he, on him. He um he he got raided. Did you did at the end of the documentary it says he got raided in 2018 or something. Oh really? Because because Joe Exotic aired them all out. Oh, okay. they raided his ass. Oh, okay. But yeah, he he's definitely. No, them, he probably doesn't have murder or anything. No, nah. but he's definitely a cult leader. Yeah. He overworks people, doesn't yeah. pay them enough, and they have crazy work practice. He's like, the girl was like, I live in the, there was roaches everywhere. Yeah. Fucking sleeping on the fucking floor, like a shed, basically. Unless you have sex with them, then you get a house. Right. But he owns all that land. Like, yeah. it was like a community. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a weird motherfucker, bro. Weird. And, he, and he's a doctor, but he's a spiritual doctor, which usually means. He get in women's minds and. Yeah, he's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm like, you could probably do a documentary on each of these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, separately. And, and I saw a tweet that was so real. It was like the nor- the most normal person on this shit was the motherfucker Scarface was based off of. Oh yeah, this yeah. motherfucker actually did crimes and shit. Yeah. And he's just like sitting there like chilling. Yeah. And has a wife and is like, yeah, like I bought my pets from yeah X Y Z yeah. And they're saying that the Joe Exotic guy he started here in Texas. Yeah, Arlington. Yeah, that, pet store, yeah. yeah, that was super, yeah no. When he actually gave a fuck about animals. Yeah. yeah, crazy. But, um, yeah, she definitely, she did that shit. Whatever they said she did, she did Guilty that as shit. fuck. Yeah, guilty as fuck. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hate all the people on that show. Yeah. It, they're all, they're all fucking awful people. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely say. And the, um, Joe Exotic's worker who got his arm bit off. He's trans. She trans. No, I got it, but. The, the fact that he real as fuck though literally got arm bit off came back to work just seven, so in she, seven days so she couldn't spite him yeah because he he started out with a a good mindset take people who didn't have a place to go put them to work yeah but that shit got to his head yeah but either way that nigga he was a cold ass nigga though bro like his his lover at the time accidentally kills himself right no he didn't he killed himself that wasn't an accident oh i thought i thought he was playing with the gun no he shot himself in the head okay i thought he was playing with the gun because he pointed at dude and was like don't play with me like that right he was like oh i'm sorry then he pointed he pulled the trigger he shot himself crazy so but had a funeral talked about himself at the funeral joe exotic sang a song sang a song the mother was right there Mother was there then he gets married again two months later and invites the mother to the wedding this nigga cold blood they never talks to her again 
cold blooded, bro. I don't understand, bro. He he was a, he's technically a predator, bro. He takes people in a vulnerable moment, and then who aren't gay. Yeah, and turn them and turn them. But the guy was like, yeah, I've he the guy's married now. His other one the, yeah. the, no teeth who has teeth now. Right, I saw that. But he has a daughter and everything. He's like, I was never actually. I like I wasn't gay. I would just welcome. <laughs> he he was just. Uh, I guess they felt indebted to him. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Like, yeah, uh, Florida's fucking bonkers, bro. That's Oklahoma, fam. I thought it was in Florida. No. All three of them were in Oklahoma? Florida's the the ponytail dude. Okay. Oklahoma is Joe Exotic. <clears throat> okay, and Carol's in Oklahoma, too? No, she's in Florida, I think, maybe. Oh, I thought they were all in Florida. Well, either no, way. No, Joe Exotic is in Oklahoma, that's for sure. All them motherfuckers crazy. It don't matter. Florida, Oklahoma, fuck all that shit. Um... But they're all terrible people. Terrible, horrible, <laughs> terrible. Um, I'm trying to think what else we were. Uh, what else I had? Oh, this is your time to shine mm-hmm. because the weekend says some outlandish shit about <laughs> our boy Usher. Um, basically, sure. I have the. Uh, let me pull up the article because this shit is fucking bonkers. I don't even know what possesses man. Like I, I was on the phone talking to Liz. Shout out to Liz about it last night. This man was on some. A1 cocaine when he was talking this shit. <laughs> like, I'm talking about this might have been the most purest cut of cocaine he ever got. 100%. Not 100%, because 100% will definitely kill you off a of snort. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'll do, snort. I'll do, I'll do my research. Basically, this is what Weekend said. He's not the Weekend anymore. He's Weekend. Spelled correctly. You don't get that uh, uh, claim to fame, my boy. Uh, he said, I heard Climax, that 2012 Usher song, and was like, holy fuck, that's a weekend song. It was very flattering, and I knew I was doing something right, but I also got angry. But the older I got, I realized it's a good thing, said Abel. Hey, Abel, fuck you, man. Who, who are you, dog? First of all, that song Climax is incredible. Diplo, Usher, who would have thought, right? Who would have thunk it? But here you go, thinking that, the God, Usher, you ain't got a call. First of all, eighty-seven oh one. Okay, let's just let's just let's just cut the shit. <laughs> all right, let's cut the shit. Eighty-seven oh one confessions. Uh, back to back, too. back to back, nigga. Are you insane? Are you insane? I don't understand, bro. You didn't create the false the falsetto. You know the dream literally has a song called falsetto. <laughs> Prince sang in falsetto. Mike sang in falsetto. I, I, you don't own falsetto. I don't understand. Like okay, let's say it's not about the vocals. Okay, let's say let's say the the, the idea of a song talking about you know you coming to the climax with a lover, uh, in the, in a non sexual way. Okay, that's fine. You know, first of all, but. How would this don't sound like it? Okay, the beat kind of kind of feels weekendish a little bit, but it move is moving too much for weekend. Like this beat moves, he wouldn't be able to ride this beat like how he does with all his other shit. Off the rip, off the rip. Listen, you can cut it off. Listen to the vocals off the rip. Yeah. He's singing. Yeah. Weekend doesn't sing. I told you already. He whispers with reverb on Somebody it. said <laughs> that The Weekend makes music for haunted strip clubs. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. 
I'm saying you. I'm, I mean, I love the weekend. Don't get me wrong. There's some. He got some joints that. No, I'm now the world's coming to my side. And yeah. I love it. Okay, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> How is a man? Look, Usher been out since '96, bro. Yeah. You telling me this man who been in the game that long gonna copy a weekend who's not popular in 2012 yet? Not mm-hmm. yet. No. Yeah, exactly. So he just randomly heard an Able song. It was like, I want to do that. And let's 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 take it a step further. Now, weekend, we were all on your side about you and Drake's back and forth. Drake was finna Drake was finna put you in the work camp, and we didn't want that for you. We wanted you to be your own man. You wanted to be your own man, and that's what you. I'm did. glad it happened because I don't want to hear you on some shit. Yeah, but now you know you did took it too far. You did cross the line. You did cross the motherfucking picket line. <laughs> she said okay? Usher, man. You brought up Usher. Yeah, come on, man. Like, Look, Hattie would have said like, to be honest, nobody makes music like The Weeknd, which which is great. Yeah, it's I a, don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I understand the feeling, but I'm saying like for you to even division, ho. Oh yeah, division. Come on, man. <laughs> Better. Come on, man. He upgraded. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he he's in a group with his producer. Like that's crazy. A R and B act. Like that's crazy. But anyways, um, yeah, man, I don't really understand what possessed you to think that that song was the song to base your. I don't know. That was weird because unless you're like a diehard Usher fan, I mean, we all love Usher. Don't get us wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying to bring up climax. That shit's on your mind. Yeah, specific. You know what I'm saying? Had an exact song and a date. Yeah, like twenty two. Uh, like that's just that shit. That, that shit's on your mind. It's been on your mind. Uh, but now what you have done was get Usher to lay in his bed, sing falsetto while he's laying down, not missing a beat, and he slugged you, not once but twice. Yep. Because he said it's too late now, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Then he tweeted, have you ever seen the moon howl back at the dog? It's a rap, nigga. Hey, drop a bomb for Usher, man. Drop a bomb for Usher. Usher Raymond, nigga. The Usher Raymond. Let it burn. Confessions. Just you confessions ain't got a call. the album. You got it bad. <laughs> um, you remind me. Uh, shit. My way. My way. Uh, lovers and friends. Uh, yeah. My boo. Throwback. Like. You can keep going. I can't keep going. I'm just trying to think of everything off the top of the dome. Um, shit. What's the joint? Um, oh, the remix to uh, In This Club. Him and Beyonce. In This Club, the original version with Jeezy. Um, the joint he, him and Jay-Z did on... Uh, on... Uh, fuck, it's Kingdom Come. Uh it's fucking Usher, man. It's Usher, baby. Yeah. Okay? It's Usher. Able. Take your ass on somewhere before you be disabled, nigga. Don't play with Usher. You heard? Did you feel? Playing with Usher name like that. This nigga must have lost his goddamn mind. I can't believe it. The audacity. The audacity. 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 Yep, so... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like I said, I fuck with I fuck with the weekend, bro. I fuck with the weekend, but still, that that was blasphemous, bro. That's like it's fucking blasphemous. I don't know what else to say, but that like that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm just glad people are joining my side now. I definitely, <clears throat> I, I definitely feel you. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Because um, now it's just more ridiculous. Like I can be like, this motherfucker made an album called Starboy, and he wants to talk about Usher. Okay, <laughs> fucking weekend, so damn whack, bro. 
Oh, while we're on Canadians, uh, Drake dropped uh, Tootsie, Tootsie Slide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he quite understands how TikTok works. Uh, the people decide what song we're about to do a challenge to. You do not make the challenge song. You know what I'm saying? It worked. I mean, people are, it's not, it's not, not as fast as I'm sure we thought. It's, this is a slow burn for Drake. It's probably one of the slower songs that it. That this this song he I could he made this song because he was bored and he wanted to show off his house, bro. That house was beautiful though. Right, I'm. I mean, he's balling. The, but this this nigga's house. This motherfucker look like a museum, cuz. Yeah, this nigga said his shit is called uh, his house is his property is called the embassy. That's crazy. But the Tootsie Slide song, no, it's not. I just feel like it was an attempt. And it's Drake, so it's going to work. But like, as far as like where this lands in this catalog, we'll forget about it soon. I mean, the real soon. The song sucks. There's some parts I like, but this is one thing that I don't like though about Drake. Um, okay, now when whoever did, I forgot what network did the uh, Leaving Neverland Ranch documentary. Right, mm-hmm. but it was around the same time that Drake had dropped Scorpion, and he had the song with Michael ja- the Weekend. But he said it was Michael Jackson. Uh, he took the song off of the album because um, of the controversy of you know all the all the shit being brought back up again, which my- Michael Jackson w- was acquitted for or whatever. Like he won that case. Um, he did not touch those boys. Um, and it's, it's Michael Jackson, bro. What the fuck? Um, and uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so Michael Jackson beat the case. So for them to bring it back up, which is why Michael's estate and his family were suing the people who put it out. Right. Okay. And um, Drake took the song out the album. Then we, you know, Twitter's going Twitter and... People feel some type of way about Drake's relationship with these younger actresses, singers, whatever. So in the song that he put out where he sampled Song Cry, he mentions uh, the palace is on something, but it's not for the kid. Like basically taking another slug at that whole Michael Jackson thing. I don't like little kids. And then turns around and says that he can dance like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't like that shit, bro. Like, right. st- pick your side and stay on it. Like, you, you're you a teeter-tottering with, my dad gave me the greatest advice. Mike, uh, Tupac didn't try to sing like Mike, and Mike didn't try to rap like Pac. Whatever that fucking means. I think it means stay in your lane, which you didn't do, <laughs> because you're teeter-tottering. You're playing with a man's name and his legacy. You're the biggest artist in the world. Either you fuck with Michael Jackson or you don't. It's it, but pick a side. Like you, you got a Michael. That shit pisses me off. I can't even put it into words. Like that shit really bothers me. Like it's Michael Jackson, bro. Like niggas be playing with the wrong niggas' names, bro. And Michael Jackson not even here to defend himself. It's one thing if you took R. Kelly off your album. We get that. You took a mic off your album for no good reason other than you were scared that it was going to slander your name. You hurt your name. Mm-hmm. But this is an old case. Dre, he was probably like, what, 
13, 14 when all this shit was going on with Michael Jackson. And so you're aware of the history of the case, but yet and still you still decided to put him on your album. And then when it resurfaced, you take it off. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. Mm-mm. I don't like that shit. I do not like that shit. This nigga, this nigga Michael Jackson, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> this song is awesome, bro. Bro. This album is slept on, too. Butterflies is on this album, Chris. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, you know, I ain't really listen to this album. I need to. It's good. You're right. Michael used to kill me with his skits, though. Yeah. She looks good. Right? <laughs> T, you can't get that girl. I can get that girl. get that girl. Bro, he can. Michael can get any girl. I can get it. All right, jump on in. Jump on. Watch. Watch. This song's nasty, bro. Bro, this shit is phenomenal. I don't think they're ready for this. I don't think they're ready for this. Nah, yeah, Dark child. Dark child, too, bro. Crack. Bro, I don't think no nobody want to go. An R&B off of Dark Child? Bruh, nobody want to do that, That's going to be a long night. Nobody want to do that, bro. Because <laughs> as soon as this one come on. Hit me! It's a rap. <laughs> Why'd you bring that up? Because Dark Child? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> we talk about Michael Jackson. With Dark Randall. Child, Dark Child played that one. It's a fucking rap, nigga. Oh, man. Yeah, Dark Child, crazy, nigga. Rodney Jerkins. <laughs> it's kind of weird because he goes by both monikers mm-hmm. on songs, so you don't know that they're the same person. But, um,. Yeah, this nigga crazy, man. Dark child crazy. <laughs> and like a lot of people might not know this. He started off like in gospel. Cause he's on um Do you want a revolution? Yeah. When they was doing the uh the bad boy. That sounds hard though, bro. That shit's phenomenal. Sick and tired of each other. Loving each other. All right. Um, you want to dive into the album thing that was on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Um, my good homie um, tagged me in uh, five albums, and I had to tag five other people. Um, which I did not get the response that I thought that I was, <laughs> but it's fine. It's still there. If y'all want to go check that out, uh, Katie did it and Katie tagged Jesse and he did it. But yeah, basically y'all niggas is lame. Anyways, um, I think I put, I picked 808 and Heartbreak, uh, Blueprint 3, Daytona, uh, Party Next Door P2. And there was another one I can't I can't remember. Fuck, I gotta go through. 
My Twitter. So is it? What is the the what what does it mean? Five albums, just five five albums. It don't matter what like what whatever. I guess like your the first five albums that come to mind, maybe. Because literally, mm. that, that's all I did. The first five albums I thought about were those five albums. I didn't think about it. I just, blah, 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 blah. Really, though? Really, though, what? Because, I don't know, that would. Oh, Get Richard Die Trying, Blueprint 3, 808's Heartbreaks, P2, Daytona. I just rang those off. Okay. Uh, Blueprint 3 is one of my favorite Jay-Z albums. I mm-hmm. feel like that. That one doesn't get it, uh, the, the the hats off that it deserves. Um, get Richard Die Trying, 50's My God. That I love that album. I played it from as a backwards. I wanted to get shot nine times uh, and live to rap about it, obviously. Uh, anyway, it's a heartbreak. We already know what that did. I yep. love that album. Party Next Door, P2, Peak Party. I love every song on there. Uh, Daytona, I mean, it's Pusha T. Okay, so <clears throat> for you, of those five albums... Would you consider those like your favorite albums? I consider these albums to be like my greatest inspirations. Okay. That's what I that's mm-hmm. that's where it took me. Like I could go to either one of these albums, play it front to back, no skips, um, and get inspired to create. Or get inspired to get up off my ass. Or get inspired to uh get fly. Or it's just it's just that's that's just what it that, like those are the five albums that were on my mind for some reason I don't know because I could have went anywhere I could have went with um, Purple Rain you know I love that album right. I could have went I could have went uh, I could have went with um, Seeing Sounds okay that, but okay how about we do this then okay five uh, so I I would consider this this then um, five. It might not be your favorite albums of all time, mm-hmm. but how about five albums that made a difference for you, like in it, in, in like a, five important albums to your life, like okay, everybody because they they don't have to coincide with your favorite albums of all time, but there are albums that you listen to that like you know can broaden your mind or like change something or make you. Uh, you know, if you're going through a hard time, they can make things better for you. Mm-hmm. So what are five albums that kind of like were important to your growth as a person and like your life that you could think about? Like, yo, this will really change something for me. I got to do more than five. Because Men on the Moon 1 and 2, for sure. You can count those as one. We'll count okay. those as a unit. Okay. Because um, <clears throat> it's a, a continuation of a story. So, uh, It always a heartbreak. Okay. For sure. Um, Tyler the Creator's um, second album. Wolf? Or Wolf. Wolf. It was Wolf. Well, that's technically his third, but. Oh, third. I'm sorry. Third album, Wolf, for sure. Because it's Bastard Goblin, Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Wolf definitely changed everything for me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Honestly, that kind of was his turning point as well. Yeah. I would say that. Mm hmm. Um. Hmm. That was we counted Man on the Moon one and two, eight oh eight and Heartbreak. Uh, Wolf was that my third one? Yeah. Hmm. Changed my life. 
Oh, T.I. King. Interesting. Okay. Changed my life. Um, okay, and after you're done, tell me why each one of them. Okay. Some for you. Um, then I'll go. And my last one, I'm thinking, like, I got to dig in the... The cranium. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, damn. Last, what is the album that changed my life? Oh. Thug Motivation, Thug Motivation 102? TM 102? Yeah. Let me make sure that, I know that's, Nah, it wasn't. It was um, it was uh, fuck. Because he had TN one one, the inspiration, the, the recession, the inspiration. But I consider that one hundred two. Okay. But um, yeah, the the inspiration definitely. Okay, the inspiration. I'll start last and go back. All right, the inspiration <clears throat> for me. It just sonically, mm-hmm. it did. It, it took me somewhere where I didn't know that beats could be made like this. Okay. Um, Jeezy, Jeezy really gets slept on when it comes to him, his ear, um, for beats. Um, I feel like he has one of the better ears of that. Mm-hmm. That I feel that, like Rick Ross does too. Yeah, of that generation. <clears throat> um, the the records that he did with Toomp, uh, the records that he did with the Runners, all those songs. But it also it just gave me King and King and um. The inspiration kind of did the same thing for me as yeah how I grew up like in the suburbs it gave me something to relate to with my cousins in Mississippi uh cuz they were big on Jeezy and TI the car culture of the mm-hmm. like riding you know even though Texas is known for that too but I think TI made it like bigger when he when he was doing like the top back and all that like Cars were very like popular to have a char- charger or a challengers where that started. Hellcat. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just it just it, it reminded me of my my peers. I mean, my family members in in Jackson. Those two albums, especially King, because I was out there that summer that came out. So mm-hmm. it was like, what you know about that and all those songs. Like that was like our like we was in that shit. So um, they they pretty much did the, the same thing for me uh king and but they were life-changing because again like it just it, it knowing what those songs did for me those albums did for me as a thing to connect it, it still also let me remain myself because i'm geeking out over these albums not necessarily because of um who they are, like mm-hmm. T.I. and Jeezy, I'm geeking out over them because of the music, like mm-hmm. what they're saying and how it's coming across. Um, Wolf played a huge part in my life because this was around the time we were working on Chris Avelli, and I drew a lot of inspiration from Wolf uh, on that album. Me and Katie would, like, listen to the uh, Wolf and... Like our aesthetic at that time was kind of like yes. Tyler's aesthetic mm-hmm. around that time, so um, 
that 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 in that sense did that for me create create creatively um ain't always a heartbreak again to pull from the uh first thing i feel like sonically i never heard anything like that mm-hmm. um as far as the production and then kanye is kanye singing and then how he dressed that during that run with the suits and the bow tie and the shag i was like man there's not another nigga that's fly in the world like because fashion or anything in that realm like creatively getting dressed is like art to me as well yeah and he but he used it with the out al- in conjunction with the album it's yeah never been done before like that. yeah and i fuck with that mm-hmm. i fuck with the aesthetic and the way he took the shag even though in my mind the shag was a dallas thing but niggas was wearing shags in the 80s like back yeah. in the day and it, shit. it's a dirty south haircut yeah. yeah and um the shag though and wearing fitted suits and the vintage colors, fitted suits too. Vintage fitted yeah. suits and the and the, you know, monotone grays. All that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd I'd like I never seen somebody pull so many different elements and put it all together like that. And right. it and it and it actually and it delivered. A lot of people didn't like Love Lockdown, but I fucking love Love Lockdown. I like I put that song very high on my Kanye list. I, I don't think people don't it's not that people don't like it. It it was played a lot. Yeah. It so was. it's kinda like Overstate's welcome for a lot of people, yeah. but no, it's a great song. I fucking love that song, bro. Like the 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 little effect he put on his voice to make it sound like grungy or whatever, yeah. and the doom 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 doom. The eight oh eight, like following yeah. the melody, mm-hmm. like bro, you don't understand how hey, many times I tried to. Create. He put his emotions into that shit. Yeah, me. I really fuck with that. I fuck with eight oh eight like the long way. And man on the moon one and two. I mean, that's high school for me. That I mean, Dalton know because we I was we were living with him when uh, one hundred two came out. Sure, they played it like a motherfucker. <laughs> but um, definitely loved everything about Cuddy, the aesthetic, the 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 uh, again making it okay to be like the weirdo mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Like um, I definitely fucked with those two albums and being the weirdo guy that made it and like got bitches and is fly. And he's singing and he's rapping and he's freestyling and his production is like, oh, I want to smoke cigarettes and drink liquor out the bottle and just fuck with like bad bitches that do coke or whatever. Like that whole like aesthetic to me is like perfect. I like I, that was a moment I like tried to capture in a bottle and live live it like live vicariously through it. So mm-hmm. um, that's what. Well, one o two. I mean, not one o two. Man on the Moon two more so. Then Man on the Moon One, because I felt like Man on the Moon One was like saying like uh, I'm this way, accept me for who I am. And one and uh, Man on the Moon Two was more like okay, bitch, I'm here. Yeah, this that, is me. It was a drunk, drunk album. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this is because it's on the cover with the yeah. the the lean. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it was more like I don't give a fuck if you accept me or not. I'm here, and this is what I do. So I definitely fuck with those. Yeah, those two for me. So yeah, that's it. That's my whole list. Mm-hmm. What you got? And once again, not necessarily his favorite albums of all time, but they contributed to my life. In yeah, a major exactly, way. exactly. So, uh, mine's gonna be probably a little strange, okay? Um, because I'm gonna have a lot, a lot of older shit on here. Um, but when I when I started dissecting music, I was a little older. Uh, I mean, my, in high school, I started dissecting music, so that's why a lot of them will be a little older because I went back. Because a big thing for me is, like, if I like an artist, I will listen to their whole catalog. 
So if I ever heard, I'll be like, oh, I, n- I don't even, I never heard this album before. Let me listen to it. I'll do that all day. Um, and me being in a, a 90s kid, um, I had to go back and re-listen to stuff because, like, I didn't understand it as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back in high school and re-listen. So off the rip, um, Outcast Equimini album. Mm. Um, it's their second one. Uh, this album, uh, first off, it's Outcast. So, like, um, Outcast did a lot for the South in general and how we're viewed. Because mm-hmm. um, regardless if you if you agree or so, not. So oh, first. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Regardless if you agree or not, uh, there was a point in time where people thought people in our, where we grew up, we were all stupid. Like, we, they thought people in the South were dumb for some reason. Yeah. They thought, if you thought about Texas, for, for instance, they thought we were down here riding fucking horses and shit. That's how they viewed us. And then Outkast got booed on stage because they won an award. Like, and then Andre said the, the iconic line, the South got something to say mm-hmm. because they weren't listening to us like that. That's that's the whole reason DJ Premier went to New York in the first place because they didn't take us seriously down here for that aspect of it. So the Outcast Equimini album is all about like positivity and uplifting it. Basically, it's about getting out of a dark spot in general. Like mm-hmm. Rosa Parks is on there, you know. Aha, push that book. Everybody get to the back of the. But they they turned a, a concept like that and made it a, a bouncy song, right? Um, so the whole album just like it, I, to this day, I really, to this day, I don't, I don't know how Outkast ever sequenced their albums. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Like how they make music mm-hmm. to me, it's still the most, the, they're one of the most unique acts of all time. Yeah. Any genre because it does like they transcend yeah, genre, the yeah. genre. So, yeah. and then they, they kind of like take it to a spot. You're like, where, how do they get here? Like, I want to know what, <laughs> what they did to get here. So Quim and I kind of started that for me for them. Um, and they elevated their first album and took it to like 10 steps further. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first album was like their debut. So I think the label had like a lot of hand in it. Mm-hmm. I, I like their first album, but like this one is, I think this is uniquely them. Yeah. Um, and it kind of started the path to the outcast. We know to get into Stankonia and yeah. all that shit. So this album was like eye opening for me in that way. Um, Second, I'm going to do another one from that era, uh, but on the other side of the map in New York, I'm going to do uh, Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. Mm. I don't know if people realize how perfect that album is. Mm. It's literally perfect. I don't, I don't skip any song on there. Everything about it is top to bottom A1. Um, the length of it, the, the skits on there makes sense. Like it has a narrator narrating your journey through it. Like we're welcome to midnight Marauders. Cause I like low end theory. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but this album right here kind of show me like where an album can go in a, in a way, especially for a group. Um, and then just the production was ahead of its time. Cause Q-tip was doing the shit. Um, it kind of really opened my eyes to just sampling in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just like having that feel, like the feel of the album is crazy. Like it's 
to me, it's one of the most important albums in hip hop history. Is mm. that one right there? I mean, the cover itself had people from all over the globe, mm-hmm. like all over America, rappers on the cover in the background's heads. Like you had people from the south, from the west coast. So it was just like a, like it was just like basically saying like these all people we respect. And it was like Too Short was on there, you know, Common was on the cover. Like all these people that um, at the time were still kind of bubbling up, but it was still wasn't New York level. So this album kind of like showed me that, okay, the North and South shit doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, you Any know, sucker nigga, whatever you all. Yeah. Every, I mean, world tours on there, bro. Yep. Electric rela- relaxation. Yeah. I mean, every, that album is amazing. Let's, so just that album is just, it shows you where things can go if you do it the right way and take the care and you and ever watched the documentary about it? Like they, they the reason it sounds like that is because they did take the care. Like they didn't want to put it out. They had to like basically get forced to put it out because he kept tweaking stuff to it hmm. because Q Tip's a perfectionist, right? Um, which I'm glad he is because he gave us a lot of good shit. Um, and then I mean R.P. Five Dog, but like R.P. Five. This this showed Five's range as well. Like he came he came out on this album for real. Mm-hmm. Um, this motherfucker, I'm the the funky diabetic. Like come on, man. Um. Okay, so third, I'm gonna have to put a. I had to put Kanye in here. Uh, late registration, phenomenal, automatic. Um. So I said that Minem Marauders showed me where sampling could be. Kanye showed me how sampling should be. Right. <laughs> like to this day, he hasn't had a samples sample selection like he has on that album. No. Nope. That's also another perfect album. Yes. The skits are phenomenal on there. Yes. He took everything he did right in the first album, right. and, which was a phenomenal debut, but he, t- but he made like, he, tr- he made it even better. Yeah. Like you were like, Oh shit. Live instrumentation and over samples. He, and at this time, this was when this honestly came out during snap music time. Like snap music was mm-hmm. heavy during mm-hmm. this time. So like he didn't have anything that was like banging like that. Right. But everything was just like, it was like, it was just so cool to hear it. Right. Um, and then like, I don't know, he was rapping his ass off on this shit mm-hmm. still. The, the feature f- selection. The features were, he had Cameron on there, bro. Yeah, Brandy, The Game. Yeah. Come, he, Jay-Z it, on the remix. Duh, everything was, like, I, mean, I remember when Diamonds Are Diamonds of Forever dropped. Yeah. The video was insane. He's playing the piano in the cathedral yeah. and everything about that shit was like, Yo, I got to see where Kanye keeps going. This is yeah. where you knew Kanye was for real. Yeah. Like to be honest with you, yeah. Because Call Dropout was good, but this album is fucking great, phenomenal. Like it's great. I'll be late for it. Yeah, it's crazy. He, it just everything about it. And the, yeah, the the bonus tracks were fucking crazy. The the packaging was crazy. Like the whole like the whole school concept he came up with was great. Yeah. Like um and um. Which J. Cole took and ran off with, by the way. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. J. Cole took that whole school. Well, he already said Kanye was the biggest one of yeah. the biggest influences yeah. though. Well, I'm just saying, we got the But let's not saying. don't act like the warm up's not the shit. Oh no, <laughs> no. for fact. Yeah. Um But yeah, late registration has to be on there. Like, there's no way around it. Um Okay. Now, this one might be weird for some people. Um, <clears throat> but bad, uh, the mad villain album, MF doom and mad lib together. Um, 
this this album is 22 songs, mm-hmm. but they're all fairly short. They're like a minute to two minutes. Some are even 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when, like, this I think it was 2004. So, like, this point in time, this is where rap was kind of, like, really taken off to a different point in time. I'm, I'm in middle school, um, and I'm in Texas as well, so I'm hearing a bunch of Dirty South shit, which I still, I love, but, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, the most different album I've ever heard. Like, mm-hmm. just because Madlib makes some abstract-ass shit than the way MF Doom raps. No one raps like MF Doom. Uh, and this album was just crazy to me. It, like, really, like, broadened my ear for music in general because of how different this album sounds. Um, like the shit he was rapping on. Like there's a, there's a song called accordion. It's literally just the accordion looped mm-hmm. with some drums on it. Like no one would do that shit. Right. But Madlib. Right. Um, I mean, Madlib has a whole persona called Quasimodo, which is an alien with a helium voice on that he raps, raps with. No one would do that except for Madlib. So like this kind of experimentation shit really was like, yo, you can kind of do whatever you want. If you got, if you can rap, like you can rap, like yeah. there's no way around it. Yeah. Like, and then me bobbing my head to an accordion still blows my mind to the day. Like, right. I'm like, yo, am I really like, cause I was like, do I really like this? I replayed it. Yeah. I really like this shit. And then just the whole albums like that, where it's like really random shit. He, it was like when Jay Dilla dropped donuts, like you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the samples he picked, you're like, did he just, what did he just make? Like, yeah. that's what I, I, I kept hearing the whole time I was listening to that album with MF doing rapping on it, which is even crazier. ZMF Doom is is a master lyricist. If you if you listen to MF what Doom, what he's saying, yeah, yeah, he I know he's boring to some people because he doesn't he has a lazy ass flow, mm-hmm. but he can rap his ass off though, like dead dead ass, like straight up, like he can rap his ass off. So that album really like elevated my ear for music in general, just because it was so like different. Yeah, I got to ch- I never listened to it. I got to check that out. Oh, I'll play it on the way back. Right, it's, it's it. It's not that long. You really you can really breeze through it, but it's like, I mean, everything about it. The cover, he has the the MF Doom mask on. I mean, he has the Doctor Doom mask on in the mm-hmm. front. Mad Libs on the back. It's all great. It, everything about it is great. And it's Stone's Throw. Love the label. So like, kind of like that's kind of like peaked him up. Uh, just crazy. It's crazy. Um, the last I'm gonna get off hip hop actually for my last album. I'm gonna do uh, Miles da- Davis' Birth of the Cool. Mm. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people probably haven't listened to this album because like. A lot of people don't listen to like pure jazz. They mm-hmm. listen to like jazzy hip hop, jazz chill beats that right. are on the YouTube channel, right. and, which are great, but I love all that kind of production. But this album, my mom actually put me on this album when I was a kid. She used to listen to this. Uh, she listened to everything. Um, but like the birth, the birth of the cool album is kind of like the cleaning the house album. Cause jazz albums could be like seven songs, but be like an hour and a half. Right. Because they, they make like super long songs. They yeah. make like, really intricate but birth of the cool even at the time transcended jazz music it kind of like pushed it to the forefront him and john coltrane were kind of like booming um at the time and then but the way that he kind of came to the game or came to like making an album like this was just different um and it's crazy that an album that's that old still sounds fucking fresh to me today so like this it really got me into um just i think music in general but also it really made me like really appreciate jazz music and understand it 
Because jazz is hard to understand if you're not like familiar. It right. might just sound like a bunch of noise and then like saxophone comes in and a trumpet. Right. Uh, like you don't understand it. But this has like, he like paints pictures with just instruments, which is phenomenal to me. Because at least with rap music, they could, they're telling you what's going on. Right. Like I, if I listen to Slick Rick, he's telling me a story. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. If I listen to Ghostface, he's telling me a story. I, I get it. But like Miles Davis is doing with a trumpet and, you know, drums and everything in the background. It's just very cinematic. And then, the just the term of birth of the cool, like I made cool, like right, because Miles Davis is probably the coolest motherfucker to ever live. Let's like I have his autobiography because it's just like when Dave Chappelle was talking about the book about the Pimp, I, 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 Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim. It's like yeah. Pimps used to say cold ass shit. Yeah, Miles Davis did the same thing. He said some cold ass shit, like and he was a slick motherfucker, like and he would, like him and Kanye would get along because they both like. That type of yeah, they have that energy where it's yeah. like, get the fuck out my face! I'm making right. music. I'm here to create. Like, right. and then this motherfucker's cranking out albums. Like, I'm talking about like five a year, probably. Did uh, the the Don Cheeto movie? Did they like touch on a lot? So of- the Don Cheeto movie is not a biography. Mm. It's not really a biopic at all. It's really it's it was a point in time where Miles Davis took a hiatus. Mm. It basically was like. Rumors of what happened in the hiatus are what made this movie. So oh, it's like, okay. this, it even says at the beginning, this could or could not be true. Okay. So it, it was what's going on in the midst of it. Like, he Stanfield's actually in that movie as well. Oh, wow. As another musician. Um, but it's the whole point is like him holding on to this album that he made and people are trying to get it from him because they're like, yo, if we steal this Miles Davis album, we could sell it because he's gone. Like, no one cares about Miles Davis right now. Right. He's like in a slump, basically. It was basically what it was. He was in a slump, but like, who knows if this is true or not, right? Right. But he had like a gap where he was like not making music, so this was like that gap. But um, he definitely captured the essence of Donald of of Miles Davis, though. He had the raspy voice, you know. He was talking shit. Uh, he was cussed at Ewan McGregor every scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a documentary on Netflix now called "The Birth of the Cool," an autobiography of Miles Davis. I'm going to check that out. You definitely should because, like, you'll see, like, his, like, creative process. And, like, you can. Is there actual footage of him in it? Yeah, yeah. He, he's he been on camera before. Um, okay. He died in the 90s. So, okay. Um, which is still crazy to me because, like. How old would, would he have been or be when he passed? Was he, like, well off in his 80s or something? Oh, uh, he was old, bro. Uh, okay. Let me see. Yeah, because he, I mean, he, he started making music in, like, the 50s, bro. So, like, just think about that. Damn. Yeah. He was born in 1926. Sheesh. So, he died in, at 65 in 1991. Oh, I ain't, that's, okay. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He lived in Santa Monica. But, yeah, I think Santa he, Monica? He, had, he had, like, bronchitis, like, throat problems of all those things. Uh, Didn't he smoke? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog, smoking was like a rite of passage back yeah, then. Though. Yeah, These yeah. motherfuckers used to, like, you could smoke on planes. But, um, smoking doors. I, I think a lot of things were influenced by that album, especially how, like, like he, he, I think he, I think he kind of invented swag myself, to, to be honest with you. Miles? Yeah, like, you, other musicians would talk about, like, Frank Sinatra would talk about Miles Davis. Like, right. these people would, like, liken things to him. And don't forget, at this time period that he was making music, this was like during the civil rights movement and everything. Like this mm. man was playing in jazz clubs with 
full of white people knocking them dead, right? Doing the damn thing. Right. And he he did not care about telling white people off either at the time. Like you if you read the book, he would just shut up cracker. Like <laughs> uh, like exactly like that's what he but so everything about that album like just uh it made sense to me. And then um it made me like I I love Miles Davis. He's probably my favorite artist of all time. And honorable mention, uh, Big Crit Crit was here. Really? Uh, yeah, be, because for me, he was the first solo act to produce, mix, and rap on his own shit. <clears throat> for me. Okay. Because people made their own rap on their own beats all the time, but like he mixes, produces, and raps on all his own beats. And he's from the South. Mississippi. And he like he was his his production sample game is insane. Crip was here is insane. He made the album cover. He did everything for the album by himself. So yeah, honorable mention. So like that like that inspired me for sure. There you go. Those are so mine. what's up? First come. What is this? Oh, nothing. Um, nothing. We just uh, checking some shit out. But um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that. Uh, Documentary out. I know he's one of your favorite artists. So I fucking love that guy. I, I want to check that out. Um, trying to think, is there anything else we need to touch on? Um, not really. I just let's uh, just don't forget to watch all the beat battles that happened this week. Yes. Okay. Let me do this. Shout out mm-hmm. to Corn. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jonathan and shout out to Desiree. Um, they have been. Answering all my demands. <laughs> and if you know me as a grit, you know I'm very I, I demand a lot. I'm trying to get shit perfect. A lot of phone calls. So shout out to them because they've been helping me um pull this shit together. Uh Corn is actually still posting live videos as we speak, like making sure we get the content out there. So I'm very proud of the work that y'all did. And thank y'all. I know I can be hard to deal with sometimes, but y'all just gonna have to deal with me. We building some history. Uh, next battle, we we're gonna have. There's gonna be. There, just stay tuned. Follow at Crown Crowds. We gonna have a lot of shit, and we're not just stopping at beat battles, nigga. We might do paint offs. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We just <laughs> we gonna try to build the brand for the DFW area, like somewhere everybody can come to, no matter what type of creative itch you have we're going to figure out a way to get people to watch this shit that's i'm don king right now okay I'm <laughs> but not, don without king. the scandal yeah. without the scandal i'm don king I, without I, the fucking hair too yeah i'm almost there <laughs> but uh yeah, if anybody wants to have a karaoke battle with your boy let me know okay yo crowd crowds get let, let, let's pull this together don been itching it <laughs> don't want to don't want to freestyle battle me man on the uh rg live man i, wanna, I, wanna, I, I told him I would, it would be like the uh sorry to bother you movie where it's like how you doing today brother hope you're doing well yeah, yeah. we yeah that was one night i came to the crib drunk as fuck oh i've been day drinking with uh actually one of the producers that's battling tonight danny um lost saves uh we were day he took me to he they had like this like a uh, baseball league or whatever mm-hmm. and i was their coach for that day <laughs> oh my god and i was out there that was like chris if you cuss one more time you're out of here 
I was like, this is fucking insane. What, what, what are you doing? I was throwing my hat and shit. I really got into character. I'm not going to lie. I love that shit. <laughs> anyway, um, before that, though, we had went drinking. And then we were drinking during the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Came home, came back to Dalton's crib. We was just over there kicking it. And, like, Dalton was, like, in bed. He had, like, some basketball shorts on and some shit. I was right. like, damn, Dalton, you look like an uh, uncooked chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Woo, good times, man. Good times. But anyways, yeah, we got the battle going on tonight. Danny versus, uh, no, that's not tonight. Um, we got Bontree versus Julian Vaughn. Two two young bulls out here. Hopefully they, they're entertaining. A lot of these, I mean, I ain't going to say a lot because we only did one. These things are going to be friendly. I'm telling you right now, I am talking shit. I'm dancing. I'm doing everything. I'm trying to be as entertaining as possible because I feel like I'm going to win. But, um... Other than that, uh, trying to think anything. Nope, I'm good. Okay. Yep. Well, as always, you guys stay safe out there. Yes, please. Listen to the albums we mentioned. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, and yeah, on uh, check out the, the recap of the battles after you hear this episode because um, they'll all be up. I'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, y'all stay blessed out there. Mm. Check up on your loved ones, please. Please. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. That's it for me. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, China Rogers. She was a uh, <sighs> yeah. She was a rapper and a model. Um, twenty <coughs> twenty five, I believe. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that familiar with her or her work, but I see a lot of people that I follow like loved her and uh, respected her as a creative. So, uh, you know, and that like you know, R.I.P. to her. Um, Seems that she had a, a a a whole lot of potential out here to become something great. So, uh, on behalf of my friends and everything that are affected by this, you know, what I'm saying R.I.P. to her. And um, other than that, you know, stay safe. Like Don said, gloved up, mask on, mask on. You know, what I'm saying it ain't fuck it, mask off time. Not just yet. You know, what I'm saying so, mask on. Um, oh, one last thing. Uh-huh. Uh. S- Two chains started his who had the best verse on Mercy. <laughs> thing. I just want to I just want to say <laughs> that of course no question Two Chains had the best verse, mm-hmm. but Khalil put Pusha T like number three. Like he's I think he did Chains, Shine, Pusha, Yay, and that's just excuse me, false. that's just not the case. False. Even for me, you know how I love yeah. Big Shine. Still false. Yeah, false. So I just wanted. To, Excuse me. I just wanted to throw that out there, you know, because. Because anytime we can say Khalil's wrong, we'll say it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you got that. Drop a bomb because you are fucking right. Anytime I can prove this nigga wrong, it is a day to rejoice. It's a day to pop champagne. All right. It is Good Friday, too. It is Good Friday. So y'all take care. Have a happy Easter and uh, peace and chicken grease, man. All right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 